0: And welcome to "Stepmom Never Told You," a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Woo! So we have passed the Thanksgiving mark, Thanksgiving yes. Day mark, and now we are quickly, quickly, as I was looking at my calendar, uh, mm-hmm. approaching the Christmas mark, which. Man, because I, I, I'm trying to see about quarantining and testing and making sure we're all right. in that same boat. And I was like, oh, we have to
0: have a long, expensive
1: time. So yeah. uh, what are your plans for Christmas?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. I actually started my 14-day. I just finished my post-Thanksgiving 14 days. And I'm starting my Christmas 14 days. My mom emailed me very late last night about her plans right. of what she's doing which it, it was actually really comforting because I was going to have the conversation with her but she like took the initiative and was like this time we you know we're, we're going to do this 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 and okay. this and no one else is coming and I said that's great I'll be safe let's all be safe and then <laughs> we'll see where we are you know when we get closer I did complete my I, this was such a foolish decision I made yesterday, Samantha, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go to the grocery store again until 2021. And I walked to the grocery store and you let me tell through. you, I am sore from carrying yeah. the groceries back. <laughs> My back hurts. It's like the most 2020 thing to be like physically sore from a grocery
1: like, You run. did three weeks worth of groceries for yourself and you <laughs> yeah. walked
0: Yeah, and I, like, had to stop. I think people probably took video of this struggling, dumb white girl, like, dropping her groceries multiple times. I couldn't, like, lift them.
1: You know what? I feel like I would probably be that person that would be like, what? Either she is amazing or she is really dumb. Like, there's no in-between in this moment. Right. Or,
0: you know, be like, man, someone should
1: call her an Uber.
0: Well, and I forgot my phone. And that's the really funny part is I actually had more stuff on my list, but I forgot because I didn't oh, have my phone. No. So it could have been even worse. Oh, could, no. It could have been even happier. <laughs> but I am making uh, the traditional eggnog. I got stuff for that. So Ooh, that's exciting. Nice. That um, sounds amazing. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah. So right now, I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it because uh, as we've talked about before, my definition of safe and their definition, my family's, are different. Yeah. Yes. Um, As well as the fact that my nephew is flying in actually today from Korea. He's been stationed there for over a year and I feel like I Mm -hmm. need to go see him, obviously, but it feels so unsure and I don't know what to do. The political stuff makes me kind of antsy as well. So there's a whole lot of things. Uh, And, you know, this is kind of one of those moments where every holiday, because of the tension between myself and not necessarily my parents, but the rest of the family, Mm -hmm. um, it's I kind of try to find a way to get out of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> which yeah. sounds horrible. Um, you know, but you know what? It's something that I have learned that I have to do for my own peace of mind. I have to say no sometimes. <laughs> um, and you know what? That's what we're going to talk about today. We wanted to yes. talk very short. We're not going to give too many things, just like what it kind of looks like when you start saying no for your own mm-hmm. health.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've talked before about compassion fatigue in our trauma series and also the roles of daughters and families in the holidays. Um, all of this is no different. It's kind of amplified, actually. Um, last year, we talked about how the responsibilities and planning were often left to mothers or adult women to take care of, um, take over, and all the stress that can lead to. I can attest to that. Right. Um So, so much. Right.
1: And for me, I don't do, I don't actually have that as my stress because I am the youngest and with an older Mm. sister and a mother who is, Right. I'm pretty sure like the country Martha Stewart of, of Georgia, um, I kind of don't have <laughs> as much pressure in that realm. But, yeah. you know, one of the things, again, is what do we, when do we learn to sk- keep our distance, especially with the pandemic and trying right. to learn our spaces and just for our own comfort and health. And, you know, mm-hmm. there was a term um, often used for women who seem to need to do it all. That's kind of that kind of whole what my mother does as well, which is the superwoman syndrome, which is fairly new to me, which I'm like, oh, yeah, that's. Absolutely makes sense. Um, And the syndrome talks of the need to not only do it all, but to overcommit, do without asking for help, um, taking on too many responsibilities, as well as what we talked about before. uh, We've seen it played out so much, especially during the holidays where we just Mm -hmm. can't say no. And I personally feel like (laughs) um, I've done that often, whether it's with work and with friends, where I just overextend myself because I want to do it all and or I don't want to disappoint Mm-hmm. And I've witnessed so many friends, including you, Annie, um, yeah. and, and other co-workers doing that as well. And because of that, I do want to talk specifically. We brought back on my friend, our friend, Courtney Jones. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hello, everyone. Um, because you are, <laughs> you are what I saw as like being superwoman all the time, whether it was for me helping me out and trying to figure out work and or being with your family
2: and your friends. So, hey, Courtney. Hi. I can't talk today. Uh, (laughs) Hello, everyone. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing very good. I'm just trying to make sure, you know, part of that superwoman syndrome is making sure everyone's okay. And so I can't really complain. My (laughs) family has done very well uh, during the pandemic so far as keeping themselves healthy. Um, So one confirmed case, but she's okay now. So overall, we're doing okay. That's good.
1: Right, and you and I talked about that yesterday with uh, work that I used to be with, didn't. I worked with you and all the different people going through all of the trauma and all the like illnesses that were happening that were being announced because we would get announcements of people's deaths and funerals and it's become really depressing. We're not (laughs) going to go into that today. But um, I did want to talk specifically with you because uh, throughout the time you and I have been hanging out, which has been now like, what, seven years? (laughs) I'm going to say seven years because that's how I I see things in my time. Six or seven years. um, I've watched you on more than one occasion being what I would call superwoman (laughs) to the point that I'm like, are you okay? And even other co-workers being like, man, she takes on a lot. Um, uh, again, not only for me, and Annie knows, I'm, I'm a procrastinator to a point. She's like, <laughs> a little bit worried that I'm not going to get shit done. <laughs> I've seen her. I've seen her. Uh, uh, but to so many people, including your family, like your dynamic was so different. Can you talk a little bit about your personal experience?
2: Well, let's, let's start at the beginning so you can see why things are the way they are. I am the first. Of 13 grandchildren, mm-hmm. of those grandchildren, we now have 15 great-grandchildren, of which I contribute to any children because I have <laughs> helped babysit and raise all of those below me. So mm-hmm. you have to understand, I'm six years older than the first child that was born after me so far as with grandchildren. So yeah, that, I was the family go-to. When it was um, um, club night, anytime there was an adult event happening you knew I was babysitting. (laughs) So um, there's never been a time that I haven't looked out for others. I've always been that go-to person. So that's what it is for me personally. And then, you know, also culturally, we tend to lean on each other more um, within my culture. um, Where you come from a big family, that's what we do. So it's kind of difficult trying to work around living in a metropolitan area but still having those small town values, especially when we're so spread apart. So (laughs) within the area now, so because I've always been there, I felt like I had to continue to do everything.
1: Right. Um, and and just to give another background, like you have been a caretaker not only for who, by the way, are very self-sufficient in themselves, but when they need help, mm-hmm. reach out to you would be like your grandmother. Yes. Um. After your mother got sick, you became her primary caretaker. Yes. Uh, even for your brother, who has had some uh, ups and downs with his health as well, right. you've been there for them. And like you said, you've raised nieces. <laughs> I remember you telling me stories and showing me pe- like pictures of your like, adorable nieces, and I'm like, oh my gosh, but you know, like, I've, I've <laughs> Pretty much taking care of them. Um, And I was like, my Lord, when do you have time for yourself?
2: Well, that's just it. My nieces are pretty much well taken care of by their moms. But it's my cousins that are, I'm old enough to be their aunt, those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, I don't even know how to compare it to being in a superwoman syndrome because you're just helping out family in your mind. It's not anything that you think that you're doing extra because that's just our day-to-day life. And me feeling overwhelmed, the overwhelmed part comes when you just don't have time or money to go around. And that's when you feel like, oh man, when it's really not to delegate, when you know that your other family members have similar situations going on because they have their own stuff going on.
1: Right. Right. And that's kind of one of the things like you don't want to ask for help, whether it's because you don't want to be a burden, quote unquote, on someone else or trying to figure it out because, you know, what's out there. But there came a point and I actually have a moment in my mind. I'll like I'm not gonna go too deep in it where you follow like, I can't do this. I can't do this for this person, Mm -hmm. this person, person. And you actually set specific dates of like, this is the last of this. (laughs) This is the last of this. What made you come to that point?
2: My job, um, looking at the deal with and the families that we deal with and looking at those that dysfunction, I could see some of the same patterns, but not maybe at the same levels. And I was thinking this Mm -hmm. is so dysfunctional. This is so unhealthy for me that my health can't take anymore. I have to learn how to start saying no and letting it be that, because if not, I mean, the depression was more than just a bl- having a blue day. We're talking days and weeks of me just wondering, how am I going to get out of this house? <laughs> you know, um, it w- had gotten that bad. <laughs> and then I had to realize this is not my responsibility. It's okay to help, but it's not my responsibility to make sure that get everything like my, I was working with my cousin a lot and her daughter, and I had to stop doing that because it was so draining and it was no type of um, reciprocation so far as thank yous, um, being appreciative. It was always what more can you do or what you're not doing.
1: One of the things that we need to talk about is trying to help someone who's not, and we're not going to here, but trying to help someone who's not willing to help themselves and can't see how to help themselves and unwilling to take those steps. And that's Mm -hmm. a whole different conversation, even though you want to solve that problem because there's another person, a child involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that brings us to like the other things is how did you learn to say, say, just say no?
2: Like, how did you learn to do that? It's very hard when you live with the person because (laughs) you can't just uh, say, um, yeah. And then you're at the house. <laughs> so <laughs> right. it becomes yeah. more of, look, um, I have a lot going on right now. can help you with what you're not willing to do first. persistent in that. If you keep right. backsliding into just do this one more thing or one more thing, then they're going to continue to take advantage. And it's not that they are, they're thinking they're taking advantage. They're just, right. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it is taking advantage, but <laughs> they don't really understand what a stressor it is on you because they don't know what all you have going on in your life. Um, and that's another, don't share a lot of my problems with my family because I am one of the ones that I don't have any children. I saw early in life that that was for me. <laughs> um, I just never met anyone that shared the same views in life. And I I always wanted to be married Mm -hmm. first. I had children because being a single parent is something I never wanted to do. Never. Um, So that's, I think, um, them not understanding what's going on with me because I don't have some of the same challenges that they have. And they're thinking everything's all gravy. This, that, and the third. And I don't. These student loans are kicking my behind. So it's it's really setting those boundaries and making sure that they understand that you have things going on outside of the family and being consistent in that. Right. Right. Right.
1: I love that. And now you've kind of already touched on some of the advice, but what are some of the other things? People who are trying to set boundaries for themselves, learning to step into their uh ability to say no, what would be some of your, some advice for them?
2: You know, I really have to stay off of Instagram because Instagram has some of the most uplifting memes sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But I did come across something that really resonated with me in that um, sometimes when women say no or feel overwhelmed, they don't realize they're being overwhelmed. They think that they're failing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's exactly the way I felt On a day-to-day basis, I felt like I was failing my family, failing myself, Mm -hmm. failing my job. And it wasn't that I was failing, it was just too much, and I couldn't process it. So first, be kind to yourself. Second, the person who said we all have the same 24 hours couldn't have been from this planet. (laughs) Because your 24 (laughs) hours and my 24 hours are completely different. You may have someone, uh, you may have a spouse, you may have um, money to take care of this and that. You may have your loans and things taken care of. You may have had parents to gift you a house. I've never had any of that. (laughs) So your 24 hours and my 24 hours are not the same. And lastly, I would just say be consistent in how you want to dilly up your time with your family. You have to make sure that they understand this is what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. That way you won't even get the phone call for stuff that you don't want to do. They already know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's
1: good. I like that part. And thank you so much, Courtney. And I think that's so good. Yes. Like, I love that 24-hour comment. That's so true as well as the fact that if you lay down the law, of, like, this is what I'm not going to do. They yeah. don't ask you. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of like things like I can cook, but I don't tell my parents. So my <laughs> sisters and sister-in-laws do it. So I'm, I just come and like bring a box of cookies. I'm like, here you go. I did it. Yeah, the cat's <laughs> out of the
2: bag for that for that's, me, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still my bitter man. at some of the food you haven't brought me. You talk about. You did bring me a good <laughs> cheesecake, though. Oh, y'all, it was so good. It was so good. Um, Courtney, thank you as always, yes. as always for stopping by. Thank you so much for uh, giving us that advice. Because I, like I said, um, watching you throughout the years and you handling yourself has been something that I have uh, been so just in awe of and which is why I love you so much. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is why she's going to be my friend for life.
2: Oh, <laughs> thank you. I would say the same to you, Samantha. You have some of us. You are one of the strongest women I have ever met. <gasps> And people don't, I mean, if you know her story, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. She didn't let her start determine her end. And I just appreciate on a daily basis. So I love you, boo. I love you. Okay,
1: we're done. We're done,
0: Andy. It's so beautiful. Well, yes thank you so much for joining us and listeners if you would like to contact us you can we would love to hear from you um, our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com you can also find us on Instagram at Stuff Never Told you or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast thanks as always to our super producer Andrew Howard we love you too Andrew oh yes we do and thanks to you for listening Stuff Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows